0: continuing the legacy of last episode i will be describing the actions of sympathomimetic agents on many other organs and organ systems and especially today we will be covering the effect of the sympathomimetic agents on the blood vessels and also related blood pressure are you ready for it Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your mind, is pharmacology difficult? Lend your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Let's break the ice. Let's get to know the effect of sympathomimetic drugs on the blood vessels. It's very nice information to know that both alpha and beta receptors they are found on the blood vessels. Alpha 1 and beta 2 modulate the tone of the smooth muscles which are found in the blood vessels. When stimulated, alpha 1 increases the arterial resistance, while beta-2 enhances the smooth muscle relaxation, it's quite a very weird, strange fact that variety of receptor densities are found in different vascular bed sites and hence they exhibit variety of responses. Let me exemplify. Circulating catecholamines mainly they show response on alpha-2 receptors which are not found in the synapse. That is, they are out of the synaptic junction. The catecholamine especially noradrenaline or what you call norepinephrine, released in the synapse, it demonstrates mainly its effects on the synaptic or the junctional alpha-1 receptors. Now you should know that alpha 1 receptors they are much much more in amount or number especially in the regions of dermis that is skin mucosa splanchnic and renal blood vessels so here the number of alpha 1 receptors is greater than the number of the beta 2 receptors so on sympathetic stimulation it's much expected that constriction will be much more pronounced and visible than the relaxation effect. Certain other important interplay of other receptor subtypes also modulate the effects here like abundance of the dopamine D1 receptors in the renal arteries. They also show the effect via the vasodilatation and there is abundance of dopamine one that is D1 then beta two and alpha one receptors in the coronary beds too. And they exhibit also vasodilatation. So, vasodilatation is also much more profound in organs like liver and skeletal muscles. Adrenergic stimulation enhances the force of contraction in the heart muscles and they result in local lack, that is, absence of oxygen. So, there occurs a situation of local hypoxia. Now, this local hypoxia that develops, it affects in the form of coronary dilatation. Stimulation of alpha-2 receptors found on the endothelial cells of the coronary arteries, they in turn release nitric oxide, that is capital NO. Now, the release of nitric oxide... You all know nitric oxide is also known as the endothelium-derived relaxing factor that is capital EDRF that leads to the effect of vasodilatation. And what more can you expect? Added to this is the abundance of beta-2 receptors stimulation. All in all, what is happening? Peripheral resistance is decreasing and there is a lot of vasodilatation. A little contrast view is found in the pulmonary vessels now I'm talking about the lungs where alpha-1 effect is more pronounced so the pulmonary vasoconstriction occurs and that results in decongestion now if the situation of emergency arises say in the state of fight-or-flight what will happen the coronary and the skeletal muscle dilatation occurs Especially in the blood vessels. Kidney perfusion is absolutely fine, there is no problem there. The skin beds, the pulmonary beds, the splanchnic, and the mucosal beds, they are slightly vasoconstricted. There the congestion occurs. I'm sure you caught a wonderful view of the blood vessel constriction or the dilatation on different areas perfectly there is no confusion and there is no dilemma regarding the perfect picture of the blood vessels at various sites now closely related to the peripheral resistance is the blood pressure right so let's talk about it i'm sure you know what i'm hinting at if we talk about individual catecholamines then to start with let's talk about noradrenaline noradrenaline has no beta to effect so it causes the rise in blood pressure via alpha effect there is no vasodilatation but systolic diastolic and average that is mean blood pressure they all rise that is they are increased secondly let's talk about adrenaline now Adrenaline or epinephrine given by a slow parenteral route. It highly affects the vascular beta-2 receptors as compared to the alpha receptors. It can be given either intravenous or subcutaneous slow route. It causes rise in systolic blood pressure but the diastolic blood pressure it falls. And what about the average or the mean blood pressure? Well, the average blood pressure and also the pulse pressure, they both rise. So everything is rising except the diastolic blood pressure. Now, since we have talked about the slow parental route infusion of adrenaline, next we should know about the speedy injection of adrenaline. What effect does it have? If the speed of adrenaline injection is hastened, then as on the experimental route or basis, it has been observed in the animals, yes, I'm talking about the experimental animals. In them, both the systolic and the diastolic blood pressure rise. Why? Because the alpha effect, it rules over the beta effect in this speedy injection everything is happening very fast the blood pressure is rising fast due to fast alpha effect then can you imagine there is a fast uptake too and because of the reuptake of the adrenaline its termination of action is very fast again and the blood pressure is returning to the normal fast i hope you are getting it but now this is only the alpha effect i'm talking about the beta 2 effect that is a later effect it stays on and the average blood pressure it falls down due to the continued effect on the beta 2 receptors now the picture you can imagine is crystal clear it's a biphasic response rapid rise due to alpha effect then there's a reuptake and there's a termination of action of alpha so there the blood pressure is returning to normal and then there is a later beta-2 effect due to which the blood pressure is further falling down. Next, we will talk about the effect of isoprenoline. What happens? Isoprenoline shows effect only on the beta receptors. Both beta-1 and beta-2. So, beta-1 stimulation enhances the cardiac effects while beta-2 stimulation, it causes vasodilatation. Now, Because of this mixed effect, what actually happens? There is a rise in systolic blood pressure, but there is an enhanced fall in the diastolic blood pressure. Yes, a profound fall in the diastolic blood pressure. Overall, the average or the mean blood pressure falls down. So this effect is again very different from the effect of noradrenaline and adrenaline both now the time has come that i should ornament my end notes of the commendable vocals i want to highlight today's episode by giving an account of vasomotor reversal of tail. i'm sure you have heard of it but what is it now this is the right time the apt time that i should narrate this as i've talked about adrenaline effect due to rapid infusion remember the rapid infusion Initially, the alpha receptor effect is seen, there's a rise in blood pressure, there is a rapid reuptake and a rapid termination ensues. So blood pressure returns to normal and there's a later fall in blood pressure on account of beta 2 effect. This whole thing is a repetition. What if I say that I introduce an alpha blocker after this biphasic response? Well, alpha effect will be blocked, that is for sure. And you can close your eyes now to imagine that if there is no alpha effect, now imagine there is no biphasic effect, only there is fallen blood pressure due to the beta-2 effect. I hope you got this picture nice and crystal clear. Now, Dale, capital D-A-L-E. Dale was the crowned scientist to observe and explain this wonderful phenomenon. So we all know it till date as the vasomotor reversal of Dale. Say again. The vasomotor reversal of Dale. Okay, time to wish chow now. And definitely I will talk to you all sooner than you can think. Truly, trust me. Au revoir. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.pharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is Pharmacology Difficult? If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode stay tuned do rate and review on itunes apple podcast stay safe stay happy stay enlightened thank you